0: Come from. Gentlemen, do you realize what we found? It came from outer
1: space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop from outer space. And here we go. And we're off. Hey guys, what's up? It's the podcast from Outer Space. It's your boy Rob Scott. We got Adam Narlock in the house tonight. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Shalom, everybody. And you know, I know a lot of you guys out there thinking, you know, this COVID-19 thing, maybe it's the next zombie apocalypse. So we figured, hell, we'll get in the studio, we'll cover the whole damn topic of zombies, wake you guys up from the dead, because I know it's been a while since we dropped one for you. So without further ado, here we go, boys.
0: Yes, it's no secret, guys. You saw the title. We are getting into zombies today. Now, basically... This whole thing comes about because uh, Rob and I, were shooting the shit, you know, we're talking about something or other, and the idea pops up, zombies, you know, where'd they come from, uh, who's writing this stuff, you know, what, what's this based on? And where did they come from, and where did they go? Yeah, and we're <laughs> figuring, hell, you know, this could make for an interesting episode, and it wasn't until I truly started diving into the research on this one that I realized how interesting that would be. So, in this episode, we are getting into the history, lore, legends, and myths surrounding zombies, discuss some different types, their evolution in film, maybe even have a little debate, I'm thinking. And disclaimer, guys, zombies are real. Kind of. From what I've gathered. And guys, be nice to T-Bag. It's not his fault he can't read. (laughs) And I've got a whole spiel. Uh, I have uncovered the truth about zombies, so stay tuned for that, because obviously no secret we're gonna get to that a little bit later now right off the bat let's get into some of our knowledge on zombies you know maybe some of our favorite fictional zombie stuff some overrated stuff i mean what do you guys got on zombies
1: what i remember first hearing about zombies or just what do i know about zombies in general how are we going yeah you know
0: i mean just just kind of a general idea of like uh what you know what like How'd you get introduced to zombies? You know, anything that like stuck with you, maybe a film that scarred you, uh, maybe some thought that we don't even know about that you've had about zombies. I don't have a lot of thoughts about zombies,
1: but I would say <laughs> probably the first thing I remember is uh, maybe playing Left for Dead or Resident Evil with Roman back in the day on the old Xbox. Left for Dead. Now, when did that come out? Early 2000s, I would say. I don't know. I don't have a date on that.
2: Yeah, I would say at least, yeah, early 2000s. Oh,
0: 2008, Left for Dead. There we go. And how long has Resident Evil been around? Oh, that's like early 2000s, maybe even 90s, 80s. I think late 90s. Now, Dawn of the Dead,
1: probably like the first movie intro to Zombies that I saw.
0: Okay, yes, and I do remember that. I remember watching that on your little mini portable DVD player.
1: <clears throat> now are we gonna say evil dead also, or is that not really I mean, yes, I mean, it's not it's, really a zombie film, but it has like zombie. Yeah, parts I would say that the, you know they're I
0: mean? they're technically zombies. Well they are I guess demons, um but in a I maybe a bare bones sense of the term, they could be considered zombies. I mean it's the undead. Let's just leave it at that, you know. It's uh the undead rising up. Now this is where I'm saying we could get into a bait, debate because we could go tit for tat on um what technically is and isn't a zombie film and we know how much you guys love tits so yeah <laughs> that could be all night now okay so video games was really your first exposure and then maybe dawn of the dead is the movie that stuck with you and and um we'll we'll go ahead and chalk up uh evil dead in there yeah we'll throw that in
1: all Put right it in the mix
0: okay tea bag how about you
2: yeah same as rob i think like rpg video games as a kid the first zombie movie I watched was Dawn of the Dead, but that wasn't until I was like 18 years old. And my friend's family has like a Thanksgiving Eve party where they eat hot dogs and watch zombie movies. And uh, also, I would say our very own
0: Rob Zombie. <laughs> so just the name <laughs> Rob Zombie. Yeah. Okay. Now, so video games was remind me again was Resident Evil Four. Is that like the one that's considered the best one that has the chainsaw and the zombie dogs? Well, I have no idea. I am you know T-Bag doesn't like scary things? Dude, there was one of those games that actually scared the fuck out of me. I think we had it on PS2. And, you know, I'm not a big first-person shooter game guy. And I would literally put the controller down and run out the room. <laughs> Do you guys remember... <clears throat> no, this was like
1: alien-zombie crossover, but... At the Regal Cinema by mom and dad's house over at Strawbridge, they had that Area 51 shooter game. You guys
0: remember that? No, they weren't zombies. That was just straight up aliens. No, there's like a there's like
1: zombie levels to it too, if you got like deep enough in. I do remember aliens the whole time.
0: Wasn't there some like evil dead rail shooter game? House of the dead or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one at uh, I think it was at Pungo Pizza. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Shout out Pungo Pizza. Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so again video games and you say dawn of the dead is your first intro to to the films yeah like i don't remember like a lot of tv shows or movies growing up honestly okay okay yeah i mean i would say pretty much the same shit i, I think dawn of the dead was one of the first zombie movies that i remember actually scaring the fuck out of me but i re-watched it recently and it's not even that great of a film Like the original or the new one? The new one, the one from like 2000-something, I think 2004. Yeah, that one
1: sucks. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, they both suck, honestly. But I do remember seeing like
0: some of those old black and white ones, like Nine of the Living Dead. Um, I remember I think one of the very first ones I saw was Plan 9 from Outer Space, which like my dad, they'd be in the – guy obsessed with sci-fi and aliens that he is had to show me that film ultimate cult classic um (laughs) now i've put some i think in order of like my favorites and this is okay in a rough order of my favorites i think i'd go night of the living dead world war z you know those are up there top two for me um plan nine from outer space dawn of the dead the serpent in the rainbow Resident Evil, specifically, I think it's Resident Evil Extinction.
1: That's fucking a good one. badass.
0: Um, Planet Terror, Zombie Land, and then I'd say I Am Legend. Now, have you guys seen Overlord? I have not. Is that technically a zombie film? Never heard of it. It's like the new uh I think it's JJ J. Abrams. JJ, J., huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JJ. Uh, all right, now what about, how about, the? Oh, okay, how did I what miss about this? about Quarantine? Quarantine the film? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Same with like Wreck, like those found footage ones. I'm not too huge on the found footage stuff, but some of it can be scary. Um, do you guys remember like the trope of Nazi zombies, like Wolfenstein? That game was mm, fucking badass. I remember the uh, level in Call of Duty. Yep, Call of yep. Duty as well. I think that's what really launched that one. Into the mainstream. Now, what about Zombie Land? Oh, classic! That was on my list. I said Zombie Land. Although, what it about is... Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> oh, I was thinking <laughs> that too. <laughs> Do you guys like that movie? I mean, it was like funny the first couple yeah, of times it, I watched yeah. it, but
1: it's not like uh, it's not something I would rewatch a bunch of times. Yeah.
0: Now, no one offense to the fans out there, I will say I believe. Okay, disclaimer though, I'm not even a huge zombie movies guy. Like, I always thought the genre was kind of overrated. The movies, I was like, eh, you know. They just never really, like, stood out to me. Um, as much as, like, I'd, I'd rather watch some, like, paranormal-type shit or some, like, slasher ones, like Jason or, or uh, Michael Myers. Uh, okay. The zombie as a monster was never just that compelling to me. Walking Dead, I'm going to go ahead and say this might be a hot take. Overrated. Hot take? hot take I'm gonna say a cold take yeah kind of overrated I don't know I I just you know like I said never a huge zombie guy uh 28 days later also I think overrated although I've heard that's like the most realistic depiction of if like a global zombie type thing would happen
1: yeah it was like in the uh Netflix top 10 right when uh the whole quarantine thing happened oh yeah now also now
0: see
2: now see this is my question for you is like for these for like for me like movies are scarier for me like if i think they could really happen. So do you guys think like zombies could
0: really happen or is that like you're just
2: like oh, this is stupid.
0: I don't know Do you guys think like that. Oh yeah, i actually have a um i have an entire segment for that right at this the is end. Your spiel? We'll, we'll <laughs> okay. get to it later okay. in the
1: outline. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Okay. You know the deal. Um
0: but you you know, we can't jump the gun right off the bat. We got to leave our listeners with something, you know, freak them out a little bit, scare well, them.
1: Well, i th- i think though just to cover that question real quick, if you do you follow Walking Dead at all or no? You like Ryan? No, not neither. a fan. Not a not a zombie guy. Not a scary movie guy. Well, I'm not like a zombie expert per se, but I <laughs> think that of the zombie movies and TV shows that I have seen, that's like the most realistic depiction of how it could happen because it's just like this disease, and like once it attacks your system you die and then like within a day come back to come back as like the undead. So.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Pretty creepy stuff. So, I mean, who's to say if it could or couldn't happen, you know?
0: So there you go. teabag. don't watch that one alone in your house <laughs> out there. And the, also, the that could be a
1: good... also I think that it's the most like if you, when I think of like what a zombie would be like, I think the walking dead has done the best at like, creating what a zombie might look like or act like
2: okay i feel like that could be a good poll question Ask to the loyal legion who, what they think is the best depiction of
0: zombies okay now game of thrones is that technically zombies
1: north of the wall
0: yeah yeah okay. the white walkers i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah well yeah they're undead. that's like zombies meets lord of the rings was there zombies in lord of the rings Everything walked in those films. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get into it. So, a zombie, as defined by Wikipedia, is.
2: A zombie is a fictional undead revenant created through the reanimation of a corpse, most commonly found in horror and fantasy genre. Isn't that how Alex Trebek says it? Jean.
0: Jean. Okay. Okay. Getting Louisiana to say with genre. it already. No, that's that's, I, great. Uh, that's I was great. Waiting for
2: you to come in with the voodoo stuff in a bit. No,
0: that's that's great for the voodoo stuff. So I guess the term zombie, more or less, and the idea comes from Haitian folklore, in which the zombie is a unique creature, neither alive nor dead, but inhabiting a state in between. A body with no mind and missing one of its two souls, left to wander day and night, obeying the command of its master, a powerful sorcerer. Now that right there is interesting in itself. I've
2: never heard of anything having two souls.
0: Yeah, so um, I've actually got this book, which is A Field Guide to Demons, Vampires, and Fallen Angels, and uh, this, you is where, with the demon. this is where we got some of the mermaid <laughs> research from. But so, I guess in in voodoo, the human being is believed to have more than one soul, and if he loses Mm. his basic soul, he becomes the shell of his former self. Um, So, that's where the two souls comes in. Now, modern depictions of zombies, zombies do not necessarily involve, like, magic or potions, but they often involve, as we said, science fictional methods such as, like, radiation, pathogens, parasites... Uh, scientific accidents, maybe a virus, a global pandemic, right? Hmm.
1: Weird.
2: So instead of getting superpowers, you become the
0: living dead. Pretty much, yeah. I thought like so. You could say it's in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so like modern zombies, like how we think of zombies today, you know, like uh, some post-apocalyptic scenario where zombies are running around. It is like a superhero origin almost. Like it's like some scientific thing goes wrong, something escapes from a lab. Am I right? Okay. That's actually happened in real life.
1: Yeah. I want to refer to our Lyme disease episode.
0: Now, so let's get into the history because I guess the concept of undead or corpses being reanimated goes back pretty far. Almost every culture has some type of myth or folklore of this caliber. Uh, Now, some even trace the zombie lineage back to ancient Mesopotamia uh, in the descent of Estar, and even repeating the same thing.
1: Is that really how you say it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Now, even repeating the same thing in a slightly modified form in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Now, this is basically the earliest surviving work of literature going all the way back to 1800 BC. Hell of a read. So that's almost like 4,000 years ago, right? Yeah. Okay, so in this epic poem, the goddess Ishtar threatens. If you do not open
1: the gate for me to come in, I shall smash the door down and shatter the bolt. I shall smash the doorpost and overturn the doors. I shall raise up the dead and they shall eat the living and the dead shall
0: outnumber the living.
2: Oh, motorhead in here, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I guess, uh, so this can be seen as like the bare bones idea of a zombie, right? Like in a sense of the dead are coming back to life. They're eating the living. We tracking, we tracking. Now
1: what gator are we talking about here?
0: I mean, I've never read the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, oh, T-Bank. great read. Yeah, you're a teacher, right? What, what do we got for that?
2: I mean, we we talk about it in this ancient history, sixth grade. I know I've never seen this specific passage. I've never read the whole thing, but now I kind of want to go back and read it. It's like a poem, right? Yeah, but it's pretty
0: it's pretty thick from my understanding. Okay, so any idea what this gate is? Is that the gate to heaven or something? I would imagine the underworld. Okay, okay. Okay, so so that's like some people can trace zombies all the way back to that. But talking specifically about the modern idea of zombies, this can be tracked to the 17th century to an island in the Caribbean called Haiti. Now, to understand how the idea of zombies developed, we have to take a quick detour into the world of Haitian voodoo. So let's take a look at Haiti. Now, here's a disclaimer, because it's no secret, we are not historians, Um, so that being said, we are going to condense and simplify a lot of complex history here, specifically involving the slave trade and religion.
2: So please don't hate us for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, don't, don't come at us with the whole, like, you know, actually, it's just, you know, we're condensing this for the podcast's sake, this is just the bare bones, what you need to know. So the island was claimed by Spain and named La Española as part of the Spanish Empire until the early 17th century, when settlements by the French led to the western portion of the island being ceded to France in 1697. So French colonists established sugarcane and coffee plantations. Now, a vast number of slaves are brought from mostly West Africa, in shiploads by the thousands to work the plantations, thus making the colony one of the richest in the world. So rich, in fact, that it was cheaper for them to work the slaves to death on the sugar and coffee plantations instead of maintaining them.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, this is how brutal conditions were in Haiti, is that it was cheaper for the French to just say, fuck it. We'll just buy new slaves, work them to death, buy new ones, bring them in on the boat instead of like
1: taking care of people.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I would argue that the slaves weren't taken care of in the <laughs> oh, they US. Were taken care of. <laughs> I mean, but I'm just saying that is very fucked up. And I mean, well, no, I'm saying instead of like providing them with shelter, yeah. And food, basic human like, needs and saying hey,
1: uh, just go work the field until you're fucking dead.
0: Yeah, that's that's like, that's like what the mentality was down in Haiti. Now, in the midst of the French Revolution, um, this was from 1789 to 1799, um, slaves and freemen launched the Haitian Revolution from 1791 to 1804. Now, this was led by a former slave and the first black general of the French army. Uh, Rob, do you have a French rating on that name for us? Toussaint L'Ouverture. <laughs> now... After 12 years of conflict, Napoleon's forces were defeated by Jean-Jacques Salins and later Emperor Jacques I. Now, he declared Haiti's sovereignty on the 1st of January in 1804, and Haiti became the first independent nation of the Caribbean, the second republic in the Americas, and the first country to abolish slavery, and the only state in history... Established by a successful slave revolt. Mm. Now, there's obviously a ton more history and political turmoil, civil war that happened in Haiti, um, but this condensed version of like how it came about, uh, this is like the history we need to know for this episode. So, we tracking? Tracking, picking up what you're putting down. Okay, now, now bringing us back to voodoo. So, voodoo itself has faced a ton of criticism throughout its history and i would argue that it is one of the world's most misunderstood religious traditions Uh, i mean what do you guys when you think of voodoo right off the bat what do you think of black betty the dolls with like the needles in them okay
1: those are called voodoo
0: dolls bud (laughs) (laughs) okay so you're thinking of the dolls rob how about you
1: I'm thinking of some voodoo dolls, some potions, maybe some shrunken heads
0: or something okay, okay
1: Ooh. some um, uh you familiar with American horror story yeah, you know the uh <laughs> the chicken that the
0: voodoo priestess lady I um,
1: can't think of
0: her name I'm not too familiar- I'm not that familiar. I never watched it, but okay, mm, okay I'm tracking
2: oh Pirates of the Caribbean Isn't that a voodoo <laughs> lady
0: <in there? laughs> yeah, and that's classic like Hollywood. Um, what do you call it, Um, sensationalizing voodoo? Mm. So voodoo was developed in Haiti between the 16th and 19th centuries, and it arose through a process of syncretism. Now, this is basically combining similar traditions or schools of thought. Uh, We see this a lot specifically with religions. Um, I mean, like, think about here in the U.S. You had the Puritans who came over and, you know, they separate off, make another little church that pops up, and eventually we get, like, Mormonism and Scientology. <laughs> um, so that's essentially what that is. Now, voodoo in particular arose through the blending of the traditional religions brought to the island of Hispaniola by enslaved West Africans, many of them from the Eureba tribe. So they had the Eureba tribe rituals and Roman Catholic teachings of the French colonists who controlled the island at the time. So they're forcing in Roman Catholicism on these guys. And when you force religious conversion on people, that's when things get tough. Is that, is mm. that correct? We can say that?
2: It never seems to end well in the movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you, can, you can't, like, force religious beliefs onto people. Only behaviors and language. Like, people are going to believe what they want to believe at the end of the day. Um, so, as a slave, they were forced to disguise their true beliefs. For example, the old African gods and spirits were given new faces. So, the statues and imagery of Catholic saints became used to represent the old gods. Now, obviously, there was differences in rituals and names throughout Africa, but because the slave trade was heavier in some areas, the uh, Yoruban people uh, and their system carried over stronger than than other tribes from West Africa. Now, voodooists basically believe in a supreme god called Banji. Uh, He created the world, but doesn't interfere with human affairs. So, worship is directed at spirits called loa, I think is how you say that. Forgive me if I'm butchering these terms. Um, so, these loa are regarded as serving the creator, banji, and are associated with every aspect of life. Uh, these are often identified as both Eureban gods as well as Roman Catholic saints, and various myths and stories are told about the loa. Uh, for example, one of them is uh, Baron Samdi. He's the Loa of the Dead, noted for disruption, obscenity, debauchery, and having a particular fondness for tobacco and rum. Who does? Sounds like Rob, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now only the Baron can accept an individual into the realm of the Dead. Now, this comes from mixing Saint Martin de Porres. Uh, so he is the patron saint of mixed race people, barbers, innkeepers, public health workers, and all those seeking <laughs> racial harmony. The patron saint of barbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he is. Now, uh, now I got ass. a picture of these guys. Uh, this is Baron Sam. Do you remember him? He was a character in, um, Live and, no, Live and Let Die. But yes, I think you could play him in Goldeneye, correct? Yeah. He's this skeleton guy with the top hat. Um... Now, voodoo itself involves a lot of sacred items, ritual practice, dance, music, elaborate altars and shrines. Um, Ryan, you're into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll dabble in some ritual magic, man. Still praying? <laughs> Every day. Now, voodooists also, so voodooists also believe that an individual who turns to the loa to harm others is known as a boko or bokor. Among voodooists, a bokor is described as someone who serves with both hands, quote unquote. Uh, this means they so does pra- Rob. <laughs> yeah, this means they practice for both good and evil. Now, a bokor is basically a voodoo witch for hire. They are practitioners of black magic and are credited with the creation of zombies and the creation of oangas or talismans that house spirits. Mm. So the myth that originated, I mean, that's like kind of the background condensed on voodoo, some of the beliefs, um, so we can see where this shit came from. Now, the myths that originated with the Haitian slaves essentially say that someone dies, they're resurrected by a sorcerer or a bokor, stripped of their memories and free will, and thus forever remain under the command of their new master.
2: Like a necromancer.
0: Now, I'm not, I'm not sure of that term. What is that? I think it's literally like someone
2: that reanimates dead corpses with magic and controls them.
1: Necromancy. Okay. It's like uh, dealing with uh, the resurrection of the dead, basically,
0: is like the TLDL. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Oh, no, no. So, necromancy, it says, is the practice of communicating with the dead to, uh, in order to predict the future. You're asking me to predict the future. <laughs> now, how can the dead predict the future? They're dead. <laughs> Maybe they can see into the future. All right. Well, so not. I guess not like necromancy. Teabag. Well, there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there that. about bringing the dead back to life. Well, I mean that was just the first thing that came up on. Oh, that's just the first thing. We'll read the whole there. fucking. thing. All right. Uh, well, <coughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, so. Th- so there's this anthropologist, Wade Davis, and we'll talk about him a little later, but he argued that this belief was rooted in a real practice whereby the Bazango, secret, which is a secret society in Haiti, apparently I was reading into this, Haiti has a ton of like secret societies that actually like so do we. control politics and stuff. Oh, weird. So do we. <laughs> okay. So, so they use a particular concoction to render their victim into a state that resembled death. After, oh this is
1: that uh powder shit, right? Yes, the, yes uh
0: puffer fish yep. venom in it. Yes, now after mm. the I was individual about that. so after the individual was assumed dead, um the Bazingo would Bazango would administer another drug to revive them, given the impression that they had returned from the dead. But it doesn't it's not really killing you, right? It's just basically like sedating yes, you. Yes, like it's putting like you a, in a coma almost. A, a, yep, exactly. Um, Now, that's this guy's theory. There's different variations of the myth involving spells, rituals, powders, or potions. Some just involve, like, magic. Uh, And Haitians generally do not fear zombies themselves, but rather being zombified. I get that. That be scary. Yeah, now, zombies are among the most sensationalized aspects of voodoo, and I'd say more or less of any religion. I mean, can you guys think of any, like... Religious aspect, just one piece of any other religion that has spawned a whole subgenre of film uh, or I mean, fiction. I mean,
1: there's a lot of movies about possessions.
2: That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I never even really thought of that. That's like, like the Exorcist yeah. kind of
1: spawned that whole. Okay. Thing. Then yeah. there's like the Exorcism of Emily Rose,
0: the Last Exorcism. Uh, what was that the one? Right.
1: Hereditary. Is that? Uh, is that's that not possession really. or no.
0: Well. That's like more a cult. like cult, um, you know, maybe more
1: like, uh, I mean, some people might say Christianity is a cult. Oh well, yeah. But yeah, like, that's like the biggest cult in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so that's like, you know, cause you could say, oh man, you know, there's ChristianMingle.com. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> for Christians specifically, <laughs> but that's like an entire religion, you know, like zombies are just a small aspect of. Of Something voodoo. that branched off. Yeah. And like... It. Okay. So, th- but yeah, exorcisms is a very good example because that is like one... P- like demonology is like one part mm. of theology as a yeah. whole. Um, so, yeah, very good. I never even thought of that. Now, now speaking of film, let's take a look at zombies and how they kind of evolved and transformed over the years, especially through cinema. Because I think this was the major thing that helped form what we think of when we think of zombies. Okay. Now, also, we'll see, and I was really not aware of, pretty much since they've been around, zombies are often used as a reflection of a collective fear. I mean, think about the Haitian slaves. They feared just that, being slaves. And in one of the articles I was reading, it was saying the slave drivers used to use their, like, they used the Haitians' own myth of zombies to keep the slaves from killing themselves.
1: Yeah, they said, like, If you kill yourself, basically you turn into a zombie, Yeah, I'm going
0: to take your soul and you're going to, like, be a zombie, so... Well, it's, like, the same thing
1: with Christianity, where it says, like, if you kill yourself, you're not granted access to heaven, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's not the exact, like, phrase, but... Yeah,
0: I mean, that's true, but at the same time, like, Christians aren't being forced to work to death in coffee and sugar cane fields, (laughs) but... If they're Haitian, they might be. But similar belief system, you know? Now, so so 1929, uh, The Magic Island was written by William Seabrook. Um, He's, I guess, like an anthropologist, Indiana Jones-type guy. Um, This book basically brought the Haitian mythology, complete with magic, voodoo, uh, and zombies, into the U.S. consciousness. Now, only three years after this book was published, in 1932, we get the film White Zombie.
1: Now, this is the first... Zombie film, correct?
0: Yeah, this was inspired by Seabrook's book. And yeah, as far as I could find, this was the first zombie movie in the classical sense of the term. Um, I mean, this is still a ways off from how we think of zombies today. Um, but in the voodoo world, this is spot on. I mean, the film basically uses the idea of a Svengali played by Bella Lugosi. He's like a master, a sorcerer, while the zombies are the victims. I thought this was very interesting because... Typically in a zombie movie, like when you think of like World War Z or like a modern zombie yeah, yeah, the movie, zombies the zombies the are attacking the people and it's like a group that has to survive. In this film, it was like one guy was the bad guy and he would make you into a zombie. The zombies were the victims here. Kinda like voodoo style controlling them, right? Yep, exactly. Now throughout the thirties, uh zombie films are, are kind of similar to this. Um but for the most part, they pretty much started to slip into almost comedical versions of zombies. Uh, and the idea of zombie, zombies as a monster was not nearly as popular as the Draculas, the Frankensteins, or the mummies, the mummies of this time. Uh, now, the 1940s rolls around, and what was the new fear amongst people?
1: Nazis. Yes,
0: Nazism, communism, ideologies. Now, most of the zombie films from this period focused on like a mad Nazi scientist type who used science to create zombies for the Third Reich or some similar regime. Um, I
1: hate those guys. Yeah.
0: Now, there was this one film I found. It was called I Walked with a Zombie, 1943. This was one of the standout films from this era. This got back to the roots of like true Haitian zombies. Now, by the time the 1950s rolls around, there's a whole new other fear. What do we got?
2: Commies. Atomic bombs.
0: Yep, atomic bombs, technology, uh, nuclear (laughs) power, that type of shit. So we start seeing films like The Creature with the Atom Brain in 1955, and as I said up top, the ultimate classic, Plan 9 from Outer Space, 1959. Now, these have scientific causes for zombies, mirroring our fears of atomic energy or mishandled science, just like Godzilla in Japan.
1: Well, while we're here in like the 40s and 50s, can I discuss a little thing I was thinking about? Or do you want me to wait till you get through the the breakdown?
0: I mean, if it fits here, that's fine. Let's discuss this little thing you're thinking about. Maybe talk a little closer into the mic. So, (laughs) a little closer to the mic.
1: Uh, So, when you said that it was not as popular as the Draculas, Frankensteins, and Mummies, what I was actually thinking about before I even started uh, getting into the outline is do you think that – so, like, White Zombie came out in, like, 32, right? Yeah. And everyone started, like, basically getting into their minds, like, oh, this is is what voodoo is, this is what zombies are, like people that had never been exposed to it in America, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I I mean, obviously, like, mummies go way back to, like, Egyptian and before. But Uh if you think of, like, Bram Stoker, like, Dracula, The Mummy, Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. when all those, like, monster movies came out, Mm -hmm. you could hypothetically say that all of those creatures are, like, quote-unquote, undead. So would they technically
0: all be a branch of zombies? Well, I think that, okay, now see, this is here where we could get into a debate for hours, but (laughs) like a werewolf is alive. Well, no, I'm not including the werewolf. I'm saying
1: vampires are technically undead that feast on blood of the living.
0: Well, no, I think vampires are dead is what I was reading. But they're not because they... But they sleep in (laughs) coffins. They are. Yeah, but they're still alive they still walk around they can bite
1: you and turn you into a vampire just like a zombie bites you turns you into a zombie okay Frankenstein is literally made out of dead people that Dr. Frankenstein put together and brought back to life
0: yeah and I think where the disconnect is and then mummies
1: are literally
0: zombies that are just mummified (laughs) yeah but in the (laughs) sense of like when it first came out like You got to think, like, zombies uh, that, like, we think of, like, oh, there's a huge pandemic and they're they're undead. They bite us. Like, those tropes hadn't even come around yet. It was just strictly the Haitian zombie of, like, you're basically putting someone in a trance.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm just saying I never really – until I started doing more research specifically on zombies, I never thought of it, like – in those terms, if that makes sense,
0: yeah. Because I guess zombie is more has more become like a giant umbrella term. Like there's so many different types of zombies now, and whereas like Frankenstein, that's one thing, and I think that's also easier for people to like grasp and become a fan of, which is why those films were so popular, or maybe they were just better movies. But like a mummy, you know, that's just like one thing. Frankenstein is just one monster. Like a zombie uh, could be
1: Frankenstein.
0: Well yeah, I know, but I'm There's saying but I'm saying a zombie being in that old sense, like you could make anybody into a zombie. Well, you could make
1: take any dead body and turn it into Frankenstein, technically.
0: Okay, we're getting into sabermetrics <laughs> here. Now,
1: <laughs> now Sabermetrics. sabermetrics?
2: <laughs> now let me hit you guys with a question too, because you think about all these classic monsters. Now, someone had to come up with the idea for this. Do you think someone actually saw something? And this might, I feel like, would be a little more realistic with the zombie thing. Like, someone could have seen, you know what I'm saying? Like, someone didn't just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm going to write a book about a monster.
0: Oh, yeah, we've we've got that covered. Now, but also, like, (laughs) I mean, think about it. Like, if we trace it back to Haiti, where, like, the word zombie comes from and the idea... And, I mean, you could even trace that further back to, like, the fucking tribes in, like, West Africa and the Congo. They had to have some form of this in their religion. And then, like we were saying earlier, even the idea of undead is in, like, many cultures throughout the world. So, you know, maybe some crazy shit did happen back in the day. Mm. But back to, like, the evolution throughout film. So the 1960s come around. And this is where we see the shift into more, like, post-apocalyptic type stuff, especially with The Last Man on Earth, which was a 1964 movie. And this was based on I Am Legend, which was a book written in 1954. Um, Now, there's still the continuation of, like, space-age type zombies with astro-zombies in 1968, Um, but... 1968 also saw the release of Night of the Living Dead, and this is where the modern zombie movie truly started. I mean, this, this movie broke new grounds on effects, violence, uh, style, the plot. These all helped to shape what zombie movies would become. And the film earned more than 250 times its budget.
1: That's what we call a blockbuster in the biz.
0: Yeah, and I think this is like also one of the first films to actually show... Zombies, like, eating the remains of, of like, a person. Mm. Um, now, from the 1970s and into the 80s is where we see the ultimate boom in the zombie genre. You got Dawn of the Dead in 78. Uh, even Italy starts to jump on the zombie train. They started just making, like, copycat movies like Zombie 2. Uh, we also had The Fog, Sugar Hill, City of the Living Dead, Zombie Holocaust, The Beyond. Uh, and this boom basically continued into the '80s, where we get the eventual like oversaturation of zombie films. And I think horror films in general in the '80s were mm-hmm. kind of. But yeah, I was thinking about this the other day because I we were wa- we were going through some of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and we got to like number eight, which is like Jason Takes Manhattan. Sucks. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking great movie. But uh, like, they they don't have. Dude, I would argue that that's better than the original Friday the 13th. Wow. That might be a hot take here. But I think a lot of the sequels are better than the original one because Jason's not even in that one. (laughs) What? It's his mom killing people. His mom cuts the head off. Remember they or they cut the mom's head off, and it's like her killing all the counselors. Like he's not in there; he doesn't have the hockey mask. He didn't get the hockey mask till like number three.
2: So you like the feature film that doesn't even feature the monster?
0: No, I'm saying I think the I think the the sequels are better than the original one.
2: Gotta 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 gotta. But the
0: original is where it all started. I get that, buddy. But I'm just saying this is my opinion. (laughs) You are entitled to your own opinion now, but yes, like with horror films in general, like you don't see movies like that. I mean, they still, I mean, I guess they made like 10 fast and furious movies. But those are still like big budget movies. Like you don't, it's not like Fast and Furious in space, you know? Well, that's actually coming up. Not yet. <laughs> I mean that would be fine. <laughs> That's awesome. That would I would love to see Vin Diesel and fucking and a Rocket <laughs> and, <laughs> and SpaceX. <yeah. laughs> they're stealing um uh, they're stealing fucking space shuttles instead of cars. Now but, yeah, I mean, this is where the oversaturation happens. You know, you start getting into the low-budget stuff, and you start hearing titles like Toxic Zombie, Kung Fu Zombie, I Was a Zombie for the FBI. Um, but you also did have, like, films like Romero's continuation with Day of the Dead, and probably the most true to the origins of zombies, The Serpent in the Rainbow. Wes Craven, right? Yep, Wes Craven. Check this movie out if you haven't already. I mean, we're going to get more into this, but... Continuing with film, we get the 2000s, and this is really where we get, like, Resident Evil in 2002, 28 Days Later, same year, Um, and these two really launched zombie films into what we know them as. So when you think about it, like, the zombie genre that we know today is, like, relatively new. I mean, you got the... This is where we get the classic escaped virus, causes a pandemic, society collapses, This virus brings back the dead, hungry for the few survivors. And these two types of New Age zombie films also introduce us to the fast-moving zombies, zombies that could run at you that we know of today. Like, back in those old movies, they were walking slow, like Frankenstein, you know? I believe, if I'm correct, I'm
1: going to have to look this up, but uh, I think that Robert Kirkman, the guy that did the... uh graphic novels for walking dead mm-hmm. i think that came out around the same time like 2002
0: 2003 okay cool um now do you guys know what the highest grossing zombie movie of all time is
1: mm, i do not
0: if you had to guess what would you say Resident Evil. zombies, zombies ate my neighbors <laughs> dude wasn't that a super nintendo game zombies ate the baby yeah. center
2: Something like that.
0: Um, highest grossing zombie movie of all time, World War Z. Really? Oh, wow. And I mean, boom. Can you blame it? Look at Brad. <laughs> Look at Brad's body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not an ounce of fat on it.
0: Yeah, we got Brad Pitt running around killing zombies. Now, so let's get into some real zombies. Now, T-Bag, this is where your question's going to kind of be answered. So... Serpent in the Rainbow, a Harvard scientist's astonishing journey into the secret societies of Haitian voodoo, zombies, and magic. This book was published. Okay. Yeah, this book came out in 1985 by Wade Davis, the guy that we mentioned earlier who had his whole spiel on the uh, powder stuff. So this guy is a Harvard. Powder stuff. (laughs) Yeah, This guy is a Harvard ethnobotanist, which is basically like he studies plants uh, and how they're used in different cultures. Now he was definitely hitting that powder. Yes, this guy probably hit a lot of powder in his days. Now present. <laughs> so this guy presented a pharma pharmacological case for zombies in nineteen in a nineteen eighty three article in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology, and later in two popular books, The Serpent and the Rainbow and The Passage of Darkness. The ethnobiology of the Haitian zombie, which was came out in 1988. Now, hell of a year. Now, Davis traveled to Haiti in 1982 and did some investigations. Now, he claimed that a living person can be turned into a zombie by two special powders being introduced into the bloodstream, typically through a wound. The first, uh, this is in French, it is called... It is pronounced... Coup de poudre," which, which means powder strike. Uh, and this, That's what that guy was doing a lot of. <laughs> and this includes tetrodotoxin, or TTX, a powerful and usually fatal neurotoxin found in the flesh of the puffer fish. Now, the second powder consists of deliriant drugs such as datura, um, this is a type of poisonous uh, flower plant commonly known as thorn <laughs> apples or gymsum weeds and devil's trumpet. Uh, together now, th- are you eating some of that devil's trumpet there, child? <laughs> now, <laughs> Together, these powders were said to induce a death-like state in which the will of the victim would be entirely subject to that of the bokor. Now, Davis also popularized the case of... Clarivus Narcisse. Uh, now, this was a man who had been a zombie for two years, allegedly. Hey, dude, that story sounds like bullshit. Well, let's, <laughs> did let's, you read the story? I'm I'm getting to it right now. Can we not? Can we not jump ahead and malign my story? All right. Now, now, come on. You can edit it out. I'm sorry. we I am now. Let's get. Let's get to the mood. All right. So the mood. So legend has it that the bokor had given Narcisse a powder containing the tetrodotoxin through a braided skin. Now, according to the book, the more complete list of ingredients in Haitian zombie powder included... Adam, you want to read this for us?
2: <clears throat> a of fish, matter from a corpse, specifically... A crushed skull of a deceased infant that had been dead for a month or two, freshly killed blue lizards, a large dried toad with a dried sea worm wrapped around it, cha cha,
0: and the itching pea. <laughs> is this Forrest Gump putting <laughs> this list together? Sound more like Bubba. So this is the um, the powder, the concoction that this Bokor made now. So Narcisse would then have fallen into a comatose state, closely resembling that of death. And so he was buried, but he was still alive. Now his Mm. body was then recovered and he would have been given doses of Datura Stramonium to create a compliant zombie-like state and set to work on a plantation. After two years, the plantation owner died and Narcisse simply walked away to freedom. Now, according to Davis's account, Narcisse came home to his village after 18 years of being assumed dead. A few villagers and even the man's own sister were convinced that he was indeed who he said he was. Now, this case puzzled many doctors because his death was documented and verified by the testimonies of two American doctors. The case of Narcisse was argued to be a verifiable example of the transformation of an individual into a zombie and was the first such case.
1: I was going to say, is that the only case? Or is that just the most famous?
0: I think that's just the most famous. I mean, I'm sure there's other ones, but this maybe speaks to T-Bag's point of saying like somebody had to witness this firsthand. And I mean, this guy wrote a whole book on it.
2: This sounds to me a little bit more like mind control or something.
0: Well, I mean, as we said, that's, basically what a zombie was in the Haitian folklore sense of the word. Not this whole like
2: living dead, half-rotted corpse picture that we get.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the modern zombie, like what we think of when we think of like walking dead, those type of zombies, like that's not how it started out. As we saw with like the Haitian voodoo, it wasn't necessarily like started from a fucking pandemic or a virus, you know? It's just a mind control medallion kind of, all right, all right, all right, all right. Now, Davis does not suggest that the zombie powder was used for maintaining mental slaves, but for producing the initial death and resurrection that that convinced the victims and those who they knew that they had become zombies. Um, So the zombies, such as Narcisse, uh, were were kept like... At the whim of their master, by regular doses of a poisonous plant, uh, which produces amnesia, delirium, and suggestibility. Uh, so now, basically, they're
1: fucking date raping these people, but just yeah. Mind I mean, that's
0: I think that's what this guy's theory was, and he's saying that like people are doing this. He witnessed it firsthand, but his his claims are often criticized, particularly the suggestion that Haitian witch doctors can keep zombies in a state of pharmacologically induced trance for many years. I'll um, <clears throat> we'll just go to a hospital and boom, there you go. Now, symptoms of TTX poisoning range from numbness and nausea to paralysis, particularly of the muscles of the diaphragm.
1: Jesus uh,
0: Unconsciousness and even death, but do not include death-like trance. According to Psychologist, Terrence Hines, the scientific community dismisses tetrodotoxin as the cause of this state. And Davis's assessment of the nature of the reports of Haitian zombies as is viewed as quote unquote overly credulous. So obviously I see this account. Now you're saying bullshit.
1: I'm just saying the fact that this guy was like, hey guys, I'm back after
0: 18 years. I was a zombie. <clears throat> Well, no, I mean, like his family buried him and he came back and his own sister said that that was him. Yeah,
1: but I'm just saying back then, it's like. He could have been anybody in the 80s back
0: then? It's in the
1: 80s. The 80s?
0: Yeah, this guy went down there for research in 82. I thought that's when the book came out. Okay, so he was in there maybe late 70s, early 80s was when this happened. So you're saying you believe that a guy who turned into a zombie for
1: 18 years and then just went back to his family and was like, hey, guys, I'm back. Hey.
0: I mean, who knows? He was a zombie
2: for two years, I thought.
0: I'd never been to Haiti, dude. Hey, Ryan. I'm back. (laughs) Now, I mean, who knows what's going on down there? Maybe it is like a combination of this... Um, voodoo ritualistic type magic and this powder stuff. Maybe you it could said be a combination.
1: A, according to Davis' account, Narcisse came home to his village after 18
0: years of being assumed debt. Yeah, so I think maybe he was just resurrected and then made a slave for two years.
2: And then he just disappeared for 18 years. He was, yeah, he said he walked he went away. To buy a pack he of was cigarettes. no, he
0: was in the. He was in <laughs> came the. Came back 18 years later. <laughs> He was in the grave for 16 years,
1: then got brought it, up, it, got it, got made it. into a zombie mm, for two, then walked into
0: that. the village. Okay, well, I'm just throwing it out there as a story, and this Harvard scientist wrote a book on it. Okay. A
1: lot of scientists write books.
0: So you're saying he's just writing it Say for less. sales? <laughs> Say less. Okay, now, so I'm thinking of this case. I'm looking around at this case. Now, now T-Bag, you're thinking this is BS, too? You're in the skeptic corner with Rob? No, I'm willing to bite on this one. That's
2: what
1: she said. Um, are, you, are you believing this?
0: Well, Just because the guy's from Harvard? I'm not not believing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. Uh, now, Now, hear me out here. So, I'm looking at this story. And I'm doing research into the Haitian version of zombies. And I remember seeing this Vice documentary. Now, I saw this back in the day. Uh, It is called the World's Scariest Drug, and this was back in 2012 when Vice was still just a magazine. Is this bath bombs? No, this is, it is known as the Devil's Breath, and it comes from the seeds of a borrachero tree. Similar to the Devil's trumpet. Now, Yeah, exactly. Very similar. Now, the borrachero tree is native to Colombia, Ecuador, and Venezuela, and apparently this drug can make you lose your free will. The seeds of this tree, when powdered and extracted via a chemical process similar to cocaine, um, contain a chemical similar to scopolamine called burundanga. Now, borrachero has been used for hundreds of years by native South Americans in spiritual rituals. I love
1: the powder down there.
0: Some legends say that in ancient times it was used by the indigenous tribes of Colombia when a chieftain died. All of his mistresses and wives had to go with him. So to ensure this happened, they were given Burundanga, ordered to walk into the grave, and buried alive. Yikes. Now, the compound is said to lead to hallucinations, frightening images, and lack of free will. Amnesia can occur, leaving the victim powerless to recall events or identify perpetrators. Now, according to a 1995 Wall Street Journal article, about half of all emergency room admissions in Bogota, Colombia, were from Borondanga poisoning. Now, scopolamine is also present in gymsum weed or Datura stramonium. Now, remember, this is what that Harvard doctor was quoted as saying. You know, the devil's trumpet, this is a similar family of plants. Um, we're all related to the devil now. And gymsum weed is a plant found in most of the continental U.S. Remember when this was big in high school? Do you guys remember that?
1: The devil's trumpet?
0: No, kids <laughs> were smoking gymsum weed that was growing by the high school and fucking going crazy because it's like smashing your head with a <laughs> hammer and it causes <laughs> brain damage if you smoke a lot of it. And they were having like crazy... It's like salvia... Uh, it's like salvia... <laughs> Methamphetamine Combined into (laughs) one And you remember I remember they made an announcement Maybe you guys had graduated by this point But they made an announcement On the intercom of of school And were like Hey guys Don't smoke that Jimson weed It's a a green plant Grows right to the left of the school Like told kids exactly where it was growing (laughs) (laughs) Don't go smoke it now though And and kids are smoking it Um, Now the State Department notes on their website that scopolamine can render a victim unconscious for 24 hours or more. Jesus in Colombia, where it where its use seems to be most widespread, unofficial estimates of scopolamine events are roughly 50,000 per year. In large doses, it can cause respiratory failure and death, and a majority of these Colombian incidents occur in nightclubs and bars, reminiscent mm-hmm. of, just as Rob said, Rufinol, the date rate drug, roofies. Rufi, but just like our boy Doug, little twist here: these events in Colombia are often wealthy appearing men are targeted by young attractive women, not the other way around. Because apparently you mm. can just you can give them this drug; they like blow it in your face. It's a powder, or they have it on paper. You, you get it airborne, it gets in your nose, tiny, tiny dose, and that you can just be like, hey, take me to your apartment, empty your bank account, give me all your money, and they're like, yeah, they just do whatever. They become a complete zombie. It's in their head. Now, you guys watched the <clears throat> documentary, correct? I did. Now, what did you think?
1: What did you think?
2: Note to self, uh, never go to Columbia. <laughs> Yo, this makes me think... You guys ever watch Malcolm in the Middle when the grandma is, like, dating the Chinese dude and, like, drugs his tea?
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. (laughs) That's what it made you think of. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm looking this thing up because I'm like, this is fucking crazy. There's no way this exists. And it's a Vice documentary. So I'm thinking. How real uh, is it? No, I'm thinking this was back when Vice was, like, pretty legit, you know? But I'm thinking how – I'm thinking like are these guys going to do the drug? Like I want to see the guy take a little bit and his friend tell him to like, hey, do, what, do this, do that and see the guy's like reaction because they interviewed a bunch of victims in there saying like, yeah, I woke up on a park bench. My apartment was cleaned out. The doorman said that I was normal and I was helping him like unload my entire apartment into this truck um, and it's a lot of like – People waking up on park benches, their apartments empty, and there's a lot of doormen in Colombia. Everybody's apartment <laughs> complex has a doorman just says, a doorman. <laughs>
2: doorman. Well, these are rich guys getting robbed, yeah.
0: I mean, I guess in the documentary they didn't look that rich, but Well, it's also Columbia. They don't even do the fucking <laughs> drug. They just flush it down the toilet. They buy it from this guy, flush it down the toilet.
1: Oh, what They're too the scared.
0: And I guess it's like if um If you give them – you can – the line between, like, hey, become a zombie and death is, like, very thin.
1: So (laughs) some people
0: are drugged and they just die. Jesus Um, Christ. But, I mean, I'm basically looking this up and uh, most of what I gather says that, like, these are kind of urban legends. Like, yeah, maybe they're knocked out, but it's not like they're totally conscious like a zombie just doing whatever the person tells them to. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, come on, Vice, that's just bad reporting. Now, <clears throat> this does happen quite often in the animal kingdom, with insects in particular. By the way, of parasites. Now
2: hold on. If you're biting Vice's shit, are you suggesting that we get some of this and try it ourselves?
0: I don't. Hands research die. for the people. <laughs> you want to die, dude? No. Then I'm I would stay, stay away from this fucking devil's trumpet, dude. The, the, the drug is stay nicknamed. Away from devil's stay away from anything
2: <laughs> devil related.
0: The drug is nicknamed Devil's Breath. That's not really something that I want to try. You don't want to dance with the devil? But hey, I mean, like if if you're willing <laughs> to try it, T Bag, I'll be there to help save you.
1: Is that a yes?
2: Uh, we got a lot of things. We, we still need to try the deprivation tank in the
1: bathtub. Play the devil's trumpet for you.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it all at once. You'll take, take scopolamine <laughs> <laughs> and then go into the deprivation tank. And then die. Rit me. <laughs> now, so so the, the idea of like zombies. So I Google, are zombies real? Now, this does happen quite often, especially in the animal kingdom with insects mm. in particular by way of parasites. Now, some parasites have evolved so far that they have the ability to hack into a host's brain and influence behavior in very specific ways. Um, they in turn get a host to die in a certain place or be eaten by a certain creature. There's fungi that like get into the ant's brain and just essentially control the entire ant, make it do whatever they want yeah like these scientists yeah these scientists were doing experiments on it and they found that like all of the ants muscles were it was essentially just fungus moving around in this ant body jesus christ <laughs> is that insane and there's parasites this happens in fish too and the fish will like act erratic erratically and then get eaten by birds like the parasite makes them get eaten by a bird it's fucking crazy and then for that so, life. and then I'm also reading about some apparently some giant virus they found in the permafrost in Siberia that's over thirty thousand years old, called a giant virus. Yeah, it's called Pithovirus sibericum.
2: Called COVID thirty.
0: It's like a giant virus because it's. It has, like... I mean, I it didn't really understand. I mean, I'm not a microbiologist. It's no secret. I didn't really understand a lot of this and how it was mm. even a zombie virus because this is nicknamed the zombie virus. Now, while they say this one is not dangerous to humans... I heard that one before. The scientists that <laughs> discovered it... Do warn that there might be similar giant viruses buried inside the permafrost that could prove dangerous to humans. Like COVID-19? Though they (laughs) have remained safely contained so far, global heating and human carelessness could cause them to resurface and come back to life. This is like, remember we were talking about on our Antarctica episode? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Check out that episode if you haven't already.
0: It's like remember we were talking about them drilling into that the surface of that lake way under the ice, yeah, and they could pro- find some stu- crazy shit. Yeah, it's like that. But so with
1: viruses that wipe out the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't understand though how this was a, a, a um of zombie virus. So if if you want to Google this, will be our just Google it. Uh, Pithovirus cybericum. Um, let us know. You know if you understand this stuff. Um, How is this a zombie virus? Maybe drop us a line, but um, maybe you're a scientist listening and you want to (laughs) let us in on it. Yeah. Now Watch those J's. Now for the coup de grace. Now, this is a question that um, I believe, T-Bag, you were asking at the beginning. So do we think a zombie virus could wipe out the whole world like in the movies? I mean, what do you guys think? What is your consensus? What is your denouement?
1: I mean, I think there's definitely potential for it to happen. Who knows, you know? I mean, who would have thought a year ago that we would be in the state that we are in right now?
0: Okay. So you're thinking, given how the current COVID pandemic has unfolded, we're pretty much fucked, do you think? I mean, if something that actually hits you like the
1: fucking devil's trumpet does... <laughs> comes out yeah we're fucked because people are gonna be doing the same shit they're doing now okay and this is an event this is only affecting like a certain group of people so if it affects everyone then we're fucked
0: yeah now teabag. bag what are you thinking
2: i don't think we're ever gonna get i don't think we're ever gonna get anything like that hollywood trope that we all have in our heads but now that i have this like Understanding that you've brought this light to me of what the Haitian idea of a zombie is. Like, yeah, dude,
0: I, that's kind of freaky. I think that could easily happen. Oh so you think like a Svengali is gonna use like magic rituals and beam it out through like the airwaves, like the Riddler? You remember the Riddler yeah. in fucking uh Batman and Robin beaming the shit through the airwaves, making mm. everybody into zombies? You think something like that, T I
2: think that's already happening. <laughs> yeah, just watch the news. So you think it's just more of like
0: mind control in the sense of people are just like drones to the media,
2: <sighs> getting drugged up, dude. Yeah,
0: and and you know it's look at uh look at bath bombs, dude. Bath bombs. Now I don't think you know the good I mean? majority of the population is doing that.
1: That's cybermetrics.
0: I'm just so saying. Up. I think that's like. <laughs> I think that's well, look down at the people in Florida. That did
2: do those and they, yeah. It's always down to Florida, Florida. <laughs>
0: that's exclusive to Florida. Now bath salts. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, bath
2: salts. I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, same thing. I right? mean,
0: look at Tide Pods, dude. That's not the same thing. <laughs>
1: now, <laughs> that's completely different. Okay, so I don't, I don't eating don't soap thinking, versus no. eating a fucking. S- <laughs>
0: <laughs> some chemical yeah, that turns you crazy some
2: human being neighbor yeah dude
0: okay so now how so are are we thinking maybe bath salts is the closest thing to like a real zombie i he, mean the guy literally ate, ate him a him person's face,
2: face right um well look it's uh, like it's the haitian thing it's not like the gross things that we're thinking about where like half dead mutilated corpses are walking around it's just a dude high on drugs doing crazy shit kind of like the haitians had
0: Okay, now I'm thinking, could so you think no potential ever to have some crazy zombie virus that infects everybody?
1: Yeah, I don't think of, I don't think a virus, but I think maybe like uh some chemical type shit like, like
0: bringing back the dead though
1: hmm. Does it mean I think it's possible, but do I think we will see it Probably not
0: I mean, I'm honestly freaked out now because I'm thinking so if we look at coronavirus right that was in bats correct allegedly correct okay allegedly let's just say we're going with the official narrative that was in bats it jumped to a pangolin and then it jumped to humans at the wet market now look at all these fucking ants and this fungus and the fish Mm. do we think maybe one day that could jump to humans a fungus Yeah, that just (sighs) takes over the brain and controls. Popping some shrooms and then it starts controlling you. That's fucking crazy. Now, Now, here's my thoughts on like... So, you know, you look at the current COVID pandemic and you think, holy fuck, if a zombie thing ever happened, we would be fucked. Like, if a zombie virus got out there and was bringing back the dead like do you think politicians would just straight up claim that zombies are a hoax (laughs) would people like would people be protesting hey I got the right to be bitten by a zombie would people (laughs) like would people defend that oh shooting zombies is cruel you know we can't be (laughs) shooting the zombies like would corporations try to maximize their income like what would happen it makes you think like what would happen Given the situation we're in now. It's like you said, like two years ago, you never would have thought this would happen. And then now you're like, holy fuck, maybe in a zombie fucking January. Virus. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that maybe would a fucking here. zombie virus actually could spread out. Now I'm thinking it would have to have like for this to happen, it would have to be similar to Corona in that it would have to have a very long incubation period. Like there I feel I feel like the reason why corona and the the, the the pandemic is is the way it is is because a i mean yeah the government had no response for it but b it's like the the symptoms take a long time to show and in some people they don't show at all so by the time you catch it and start quarantining it's already spread everywhere it could spread and this also encourages like people to deny it say oh you know this didn't happen i mean look at sars that's much mm-hmm. more lethal than coronavirus, and so it was kept from spreading nearly as far because it's also got a way shorter incubation period. Well, so, also
1: I th- I feel like for a lot of people that haven't experienced it personally, like if you don't know someone, like one of your yeah, loved yeah. ones, it's or always like, like good a friend of a friend doesn't have it, then it doesn't seem real to you. Yeah, until right. it personally affects you, and then once it does, you're like, holy fuck! But
0: but I mean, do you think so? So if it was like in the movies where, boom, you're bitten and you turn almost like instantly, we'll say in, a f- in like 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, I mean, I think, I think it wouldn't get too far. But who really fucking you knows? Think. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that too. And but yeah, but again, <laughs> oh. you can't compare a zombie virus to corona because it's much different. It's not like people. It could be the same though. It could be an airborne virus. And you're thi- so like you don't turn into a zombie mm. until like fourteen days out. Twenty day- days later, you're a zombie. <laughs> now, um, okay. So yeah, that
1: that's what I'm saying. Well, though. that's the thing in uh, Walking Dead is like you kind of contract this virus. And you you're, have it for a You have, a while. like, a respiratory failure. Okay. You die, like, you flatline, and then, like, you know, within 24 hours, you're, like, popping back up as a fucking flesh eater. Okay. So. Because it kind of, like, takes over, like, it's not you anymore. It's just, like, how you said the fungus was controlling yeah. the ant. It's like, it's the, like virus, the virus. Like, the okay, whatever takes over your whole state of being. Which is, that's actually pretty fucking terrifying to think of.
0: Yeah. But again, I I read a lot of like, and teabag, maybe you would know this being an ex-EMT. It's like a virus like that would not, would be physically impossible because once you flatline and your body starts setting in like rigor mortis, I believe it's called, and your muscles like stiffen up, like there's no virus that would be able to like counteract that.
2: Not that we know of, but if some sick fucks are working on it,
0: <laughs> yeah, in, a, in okay. some
2: Russian lab, oh. a little umbrella corporation or something.
1: Now, why do
0: they got Department be of Russian? Energy? Yeah, I mean, I would, I wouldn't doubt that we're working on that somewhere in the continental U.S. Yeah, um, we probably got Doctor Frankenstein at work in Ohio right now.
2: Frankenstein.
0: But yeah, I mean, who Molten really stand. knows? Maybe the zombie apocalypse is upon us. Maybe we're going to find out at the end of this year that actually, when you die from COVID, you come back as a fucking zombie. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't shock me, right? I mean, the,
1: nothing else. I don't, actually, I don't want to say that. I
0: don't want to jinx it. <laughs> All right. So we're leaving it at that. We're leaving it at that. All right. Now, what do we got? Uh, TLDL? We got a summary for the uh, Legion.
2: Yeah, um, zombies aren't really what we kind of picture them to be, I feel like. It started with a little voodoo magic, if you
1: will. Well, it's up to the interpretation, I guess, right? Well, that's true. So just take out that whole TLDL. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could say the origin. How about that? That's true. The origin of zombies
0: isn't what we picture it today. I like that. Started down in the French colony of Haiti, working a little voodoo magic, making some zombie slaves. We <laughs> out here taking a puff of fish oil
1: and putting it on your skin, child.
0: Turn you into a zombie, boy. Take control of your brain and make you work for us. So there we go. There we have it, guys. Uh, zombies, actually pretty fascinating. And I'm going to say... I was knocking zombie movies for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I've started to kind of get into them, man. I'm going to go check out some of these older Haitian ones, um, but definitely check out Serpent in the Rainbow if you haven't already. Um, It's not a a gay porno, despite the title. (laughs) Yeah. Very (laughs) fucking cool film. And, um, yeah, I mean, if if, if you guys have any zombie recommendations, feel free to shoot them our way. I mean, uh, or, you know...
1: Yeah, hey, if we didn't name-drop your favorite zombie movie, don't hate us. We're just the messenger. We're just out here trying to, you know, spread our very little zombie knowledge to the people.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this is like... We were more focused on kind of the roots of the zombie term or, like, idea as a whole. Not so much, like, focusing on the films, although that mm. comes into play. But, yeah, I mean, let us know, like, what some of your favorite zombie movies are. If you got any recommendations, shoot them my way. And um on that, I mean... If you want further readings, I want to cite www.drugs.com.
2: Great website.
0: Yeah, this is where I found out about the uh, Burundanga stuff, um, The Magic Island by William Seabrook, um, The Vice documentary, The World's Scariest Drug, and The Serpent in the Rainbow by Wade Davis. So check that stuff out for more background on zombies, Haitian voodoo, and um, crazy zombie drugs and on that
1: loyal legion thank you as always for listening uh as ryan said if you got any zombie stories something maybe we left out something you want to share with us or you know just tell us how much you enjoyed it feel free to hit us up on uh, instagram podcast from outer space uh check out the website podcast from outer space.com uh we still got a couple of those bandanas left it's got uh some new t-shirts in the works right now so get ready for those and uh Podcast from at If you just feel like shooting us an old fashioned email,
0: yeah. And as Rob said, if you do have any zombie stories, I'd love to hear. Maybe you, maybe you are a voodooist. Maybe you were a zombie for 18 years and then you came back to your family. Yeah. And <laughs> if you are, if you do practice uh voodoo though, actually let me know if we got any uh voodoo <laughs> practitioners. out. <laughs> now, see, why is that funny? This is the stigma that voodoo carries. <laughs> oh, no, I'm dude. just, I'm just a ima- mat like
1: it's just you saying that. I just imagine, like. Some fucking like dude out in Louisiana just practicing voodoo, and he's listening to our podcast, and he's like, hey, I'm going to hit these boys up.
0: Now, that is very stereotypical. Why couldn't it be a woman in Oregon practicing voodoo? Uh, maybe it is. I'm just <laughs> saying what I pictured in my head.
2: All right, well, there they we got, go. They like, got the voodoo dolls of each of us with the pins sticking out. <laughs> I yeah,
1: I, just, I think thanks I, a lot, I will re- re- record the podcast from outer space, and I will
0: send them a message tonight, y'all. So, there you go, guys. Uh, let us know. Uh, we got got a few more episodes in the queue. We got a, I think a listener request coming up next, So stay tuned for that. And then we got a uh, we got some pretty good ones coming up and a bigger series that I've been working on. Um, it's taking me a little longer than expected to put together. So stay tuned for that. and um, stay safe out there, guys.
2: Yes, watch out for zombies. If you do practice voodoo, don't turn us into zombie slaves. And if you are a zombie, please don't eat our brains. They're not very big anyway. And on that note, so long and thanks for all the fish.